0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and articles on the Internet. Go check them out. I don't know what you're doing not checking them out. It doesn't make sense that you haven't checked them out yet. HashtagBasketball.com. They are your home for Fantasy basketball. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, it's a very frigid day. It is incredibly cold. Uh, It is snowing on most of the upper parts of the states and uh, in Canada, or shout out to our Canadian listeners, Um, and it is going to get even colder here in the city of Chicago, we are uh, due to run into a record low and possibly could be below zero for 60 straight hours.
1: I think that's just miserable. Like, there's nothing to even say about that.
0: No, uh, my suggestion is um, call in sick. Don't go to work. Take a day off. You know, if your boss is making you go into work on Wednesday here and it, the high is negative 14 and you are in the Chicagoland area. Call in sick. Does your boss know you're calling in sick because it's negative 14? Yeah, he does. Or she. Don't be sexist. But there's nothing they can do about it. They have no right to ask you what you're sick with. Call in sick. Grab 20 blankets. Get on the couch. And and what? knock out an entire season of something on Netflix. Treat yourself. Instead of going outside and possibly getting frostbite. Just so your boss some company you work for can make an an extra few dollars on your heart, on your over your hard work. Screw that. Not worth it. Is that a Cat Williams impression you just did? I, I, maybe. (laughs) I might, he might've been summoned uh, out of of the depths of, uh, well, he was, you know, he was on the last season of Atlanta and he, he put in a good, that was a good episode.
1: I don't know if, Are you a big fan of uh, the the show Atlanta, Tyler? No, but I'm a big fan of Cat Williams' stand-up.
0: Oh, really? That's interesting. I would not have expected you as
1: a Cat Williams stand-up guy. Uh, Yeah, I'm a big stand-up comedy fan in general, but uh, I'm a big fan of Cat Williams.
0: Uh, He has been out of the game a little bit, but uh, if if you guys out there, all you listeners, if you have not seen the latest season of Atlanta and Tyler, this goes for you. That's what you could do on Wednesday, call in sick, watch an entire watch both seasons of Atlanta even if you've seen this uh, Atlanta I I might stay home and watch both seasons of Atlanta again is easily the one of the best shows
1: on TV hey I I enjoy doing that like some people think I'm crazy but I like to watch shows a couple times I feel like you catch a lot of stuff the second time that you missed the first time around
0: yeah I think like comedies that's a good move uh Parks and Rec the office um I'm a big fan of community I always like that show. Uh, Thirty Rock is highly underrated, uh, and there is a lot to catch in those episodes. Uh, I, I understand those, but it's hard. It's hard to rewatch dramas, other than like The Wire. You could always watch The Wire.
1: Well, I mean, dramas are. Who's watching a drama more than once? Nobody. I mean, that just the, the mystery is gone at that point. Very yeah, very
0: few. I I will say, uh, Band of Brothers is worth watching more than once. Very good, a good, very good TV.
1: I think that's what makes it a good comedy, though. Like, uh, uh, this may be a, a controversial take, but like some people like get super into Kevin Hart. And I'm like, I feel like if you've seen one Kevin Hart stand up, you've seen them all. Like, he reuses the joke so many times that it's just not that funny. Whereas, like, I don't know, there are certain things, comedies where I can watch it like a hundred times and still laugh so hard at it.
0: Yeah, I'm not even, I am not even going to go after Kevin Hart. He is too powerful. In the basketball world, uh, but I cannot say that I am uh, watching a lot of of Kevin Hart at all. Um, if man, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go watch a, a Netflix uh, special, uh, I'm still hooked on those uh, Dave Chappelle standups. They were
1: fantastic. Oh, dude the the new the newer ones. Oh, oh yeah, man they they got me good. Those he's, were great.
0: Listen, he's the king. That's why he was the king. He still is the king. Uh, he's one of the he's one of the greatest. But that is enough about what you should all be doing on Wednesday uh, instead of going to work, is staying warm, watching TV. But right now, we got some fancy basketball to talk about, Tyler. And uh, the biggest news out here in the NBA right now is the, uh, the official announcement that Anthony Davis has no intention in re-signing with the New Orleans Pelicans. And he has requested... A trade. I think already we can just wipe away the. Are you worried about that? What was there to worry about there, Anthony Davis? The only thing to worry about is if they shut down Anthony Davis. They're not going to do that. So uh there's nothing to whether whatever team he goes to.
1: Well, and the crazy thing about Davis is not going to be the Davis part of it. It's going to be what comes back the other way for Davis, right? If there actually is a trade, and there's no guarantee that there's going to be a trade because. I mean what teams really have the assets to acquire someone like Anthony Davis? He's not a free agent at the end of this season, right? He's the end of free agent at the end of next season. So, probably the most likely thing is you see him get traded this summer. Um, but anything's possible.
0: Yeah, if I had to bet, um he would probably get traded after the season. I would, I would assume. But like let's you know, let's do a little quick uh thought experiment here. Uh if you're there's only a handful of teams who probably can make a trade for someone like Anthony Davis anyway. As the final year of Anthony Davis's contract gets closer and closer, that price starts going down. So it's in the best interest of most teams just to wait, unless you really, really want Anthony Davis. And guess what? Anthony Davis is one of those players, you know, once in a generation type of players, once in a generation type of talent that really can swing your entire franchise. So, like, giving away the farm actually does make sense. Anthony Davis. So I'm actually leaning on the other side of of this equation is that if a team really thinks they have a chance to get Anthony Davis and they're willing to give up a huge asset, I think they try to do it before the end of the year. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying the Pelicans are going to accept, but it would be smarter to get out ahead of it and it offers someone, let's say, like uh, probably the top two contenders are Philadelphia and Boston,
1: I would assume. Well, Boston can't make the trade during the season. Why is that? Um, they have Kyrie Irving under that designated player ah. exemption or whatever, and Anthony Davis is under the same thing. And you can't, by the CBA, you can't have two players under that thing. Now, Kyrie Irving's expires at the end of the season. So they would be able to trade for him in the offseason, but they cannot trade for him during this season. Well, then, if I'm Philly, I'm making my move right now,
0: you know, and, and, or if I'm any other team who thinks that they have the assets. Uh, he did state that he wanted to go to a team that gives him a, a chance of winning. So uh, the Chicago Bulls are uh, played themselves right out of the contention for their own hometown talent Anthony Davis way to go idiots uh so they they were always out obviously most teams are actually out of that running which would leave uh you know the Warriors probably um I don't think Golden State has enough would give up anything enough to get them I don't think uh Oklahoma City would give up enough to get them and I you know, I guess there's the Lakers, but, like, what, what would you really want, like, Kuzma, Ingram, and Ball for Anthony Davis? I wouldn't.
1: Well, and at what point do you give up so much that, like, I mean, they got to have more players than LeBron and Anthony Davis. So, like, if you're saying those three aren't enough, you know, you start trying to look for a few more assets, and at some point, right, like, there's no team left for the Lakers. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, finding a deal is very difficult. Now, obviously, there could be a lot of picks and those kind of things involved, and maybe that's what New Orleans is looking for. I'm sure. Um, the crazier thing, too, could be if they deal Davis, do they just go total blow up and deal Drew Holiday and eat one more and maybe anybody, right, and just blow the whole thing up?
0: I mean, pull an entire uh, – go go the Philly route, trust the process, get everybody out. Um, I think that's with when it, when it comes to New Orleans that's a good way to not have a team anymore uh, they don't have a really strong market in the first place uh, and if they really wanted to move to Seattle that's exactly what they should do but um, you know I, I do think if you if you look at the Lakers perhaps if even if they give up all those rookies and maybe some future draft picks uh, though I don't know how many future draft picks the Lakers have to give out uh, due to the uh, the rules where you can't trade consecutive draft picks Um even if they're able to get that out, you know, they're going to have enough money because of all the the current contracts that they have in order to sign another free agent. So, like Anthony Davis and LeBron, does that does that everyone's going to want to play on that team? And uh, maybe they bring in enough people next year to to make it happen.
1: Yeah, and that's why I think maybe it's a little bit more likely. Um, after the season two and and what would need to happen I think for the Lakers to make that deal was you know one or two of those guys need to recoup some value right like Lonzo Ball hasn't really played great in the NBA yet um Brandon Ingram everyone thought he was going to take like this big step forward this year and we haven't really seen that and Kuzma kind of leveled off too so I think one of those guys kind of has to take a little bit of a step forward make them a little bit more attractive to the Pelicans maybe for the trade to to go down or for the Lakers not to have to give up you know every asset they have, and I'll say this too about picks, like trading picks, um, that can get real hairy. So like, watch, like if you read any articles in the coming weeks before the trade deadline, um, I'll just use the Mavericks for an example because I know their their situation pretty good. They literally cannot trade a first round pick until two thousand twenty five. Wow. And the whole reason behind that is they put protections on that pick with the Hawks. Every season all the way up until 2023. So, um, yeah, so if there's a protection on a pick, you can't trade that pick because you don't know if you're going to have it or not to trade. So until that pick from the Luka Doncic um, trade actually goes into effect, which will probably be in this draft, um, the Mavericks can't trade a pick for a very long time. Wow.
0: I did. I did not know they were kind of handcuffed for that terribly long, which actually makes a lot of sense why they made the move for Luka Doncic the way they did. And uh, as we all know, that was one of the smartest moves made by a franchise in a while. Luka Doncic has been out of control lately, and uh, I don't. I don't really see him like slowing down. He's he- he played plenty of games. He's not going to get those freshman legs like all those kids coming out of college
1: does he make the all-star team on thursday
0: he should he 100 percent should he's making his case
1: right now and i think he has um yeah he just kind of set a record on uh sunday night uh he became the youngest player with two triple doubles um he's the only player ever under 20 years old with two triple doubles under his well, and he became the youngest player to score 30 points in a triple double. He broke LeBron. LeBron did it like at age 20 and uh, like 100 days. And Luka Doncic is just still 19 for another month. Yeah,
0: whatever. See you later, LeBron. We got Luka Doncic in, in town. He's the next uh, great, uh, great player of, uh, of the next generation. I'm, ex- I'm just like he is a blast to watch. Like if he if Dallas is coming to your town, you gotta go see him.
1: Did you see in that game against the Raptors? Now he dropped thirty-five points against Kawhi Leonard, and people can say what they want. Kawhi yeah. Leonard was guarding him eighty-five percent of the time. Yeah, like that's that's I, the
0: best one of the best defenders, if not the best defender in the league.
1: Did you see that crazy three-point shot he hit though? This one he hit
0: a, a couple of those like just long, huge arc threes.
1: Well, and the one that didn't even, like, get the most pub was, like, he didn't even, like, get his shot off right. Like, Kawhi Leonard was, like, right in his grill. And he literally, like, set the ball on his fingertips and, like, flicked it at the basket with just his right hand, and it went in.
0: Is it, yeah, I saw that one. It's incredible. <laughs>
1: and I was like, what the hell was that?
0: It doesn't <laughs> make any sense, but the dude is – I mean, I just don't know. He's playing at a at a completely different level – Uh, Definitely something that I don't think I've ever seen a 19-year-old... I've never seen a 19-year-old play that well.
1: Well, and I mean, this is just a kid who was born with the basketball in his hands and has literally played professional basketball for five years. Like, it's so hard to fathom when you're 19 years old that you've played professional, top-flight professional basketball for five years. He moved to Spain as a 12-year-old kid to play basketball full-time.
0: He's basically the messy of of nba basketball. Yes. Now, let me let me walk that back for all of our international and our actual real football fans out there as I am a football fan. Messi being one of the greatest, if not the greatest, probably the greatest player of all time in professional football. Uh, I am not trying to say that Luka Doncic is the greatest player of all time. Don't don't get me wrong, but Barcelona taking Messi under their wing at a very, very young age and and bringing him to the level that he got to. Uh, A similar, kind of a similar, a similar story.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be super interesting to see, you know, how quickly he can shoot up, too, right? Like, we've already seen so many amazing things and he's averaging over 20 points a game. And it'll be interesting to see how fast he can shoot up that ladder into that kind of top. 15 top 10 players in the NBA. And, and if he can even do it, right? Like there's no guarantee that it's gonna happen.
0: Yeah. This could all fall apart next year. That's why I think that's why it's like so interesting to watch. Because I, I don't think it's going to. And if it's not going to, if he's just going to get better, he's going to learn more tricks of the trade. If he's going to learn how to get fouled like Harden, if he's going to develop a, a fadeaway like Dirk. Like he if he's going to get better at passing the ball. Like the sky, like there's there the ceiling is the roof, man. The ceiling's a the roof.
1: They have a, the Mavericks have a podcast named that.
0: It's a, I think that was a Jordan. Jordan said that. Ceiling is the roof. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan got the North Carolina crowd pumped up by telling everybody that the ceiling is the roof. Respect to the actual greatest of all time, MJ out there saying nonsense nobody knows what he's talking about but Tyler enough of all this uh, I am excited to see what happens in these trade deadline weeks coming up it is week 16 we are getting closer and closer to that trade deadline but it's time for to check out all of the, our, our normal and abnormal waiver wire players um, hanging out on the waiver wire getting picked up we are as always we are going off the transaction trends. On the major sites, mostly Yahoo, because they do seem to have some of the more knowledgeable players out there, Um, and they have a fairly good pulse in what types of players are being picked up. And as always, we have to uh, mention, whenever one of these players is on the list, uh, Emmanuel Moutier, our boy, the king of the waiver wire, suffered a love shoulder strain. He'll be out for two weeks, and everyone is dropping him. And that's a shame because he was playing. Uh, he was playing well.
1: Yeah, but we can't say it. we're super surprised, can we?
0: I'm not. I'm not too surprised, I guess. But that has um, allowed another waiver wire player here to uh, pop up on the list, and that is our old friend Trey Burke, who is getting the minutes now. The now that he is, uh, I don't know, back on the team. Like I don't even know where the hell he was. Um, and now he's probably going to get Emmanuel Mudiay's minutes. You
1: ever wonder why they call him Trey Burke? I no. You know what his real... I've never wondered that. <laughs> do you, do you do you know what his real name is? Uh, I don't. I do not know what his real name is. Alfonso
0: Clark Burke III. Okay, yeah, that's why they call him Trey Burke. That's not a great name.
1: And also, well, there is
0: an Alonzo. Maybe he maybe doesn't want to get it confused with Alonzo Trier.
1: I don't know. I just I just think that's funny that they call him Trey Burke. Anyways, that's an aside. Um, Trey Burke, we I think we know what Trey Burke is at this point. And it's fine, but it's not great. And I, I mean he's gonna play in the minutes, we think, right? I mean, it's always it's never safe to say that within the David Fisdale rotation. That's for uh, sure. But um, yeah, he should be fine. He's not a great assist player. I I don't think. I don't think he's gonna get you like super super good assists. Um, and he's definitely not gonna give you much in the defensive stats. Like he may get you a steal a game if he's playing thirty to thirty two minutes, which is not great. Um,
0: no, not 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 the best. But I, I I do think he is a temporary add. Um, we were talking about this in our weekly preview, and if you haven't checked out Tyler's uh, weekly preview oh, article over on hashtag basketball.com you should go check that out after the podcast. Don't do it right now. Do it after the podcast. But there's still quite a few teams only playing two games this week. Portland's only playing one game. The Knicks are playing four. Trey Burke's going to be playing uh, due to injury. If he's playing 30-some minutes a game, he's getting you like 14, 15 points, three assists a uh, half a steal, maybe a little over, maybe a round of three. Cool. Like you add that up over four games over the entire week, and that is much better than getting one game or two games from even some of the best players in the league.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I just want to caution people that Trey Burke is not a great assist guy. Like if you're going to call no. him your point guard, he's not great at assist and he's not great at steals, which are two things most people think they're getting with a point guard.
0: Yeah, he is uh, below average, actually, in both of those. So don't get your hopes up there. But if you need the points, I guess he's probably going to shoot. There's I don't know who else is doing anything on this damn team. So they're certainly not playing his canter for some reason. And it's ruining most of my leagues.
1: Well, and what's crazy is, like... Lately, it's been, you know, Alonzo Trier has a 25-point game. And then Damian Dotson has a 15-point game. And then it's like, man, they're so hard to predict. And and Kevin Knox has been pretty uh, sound recently. But other than that, like, as far as the scoring goes, it's kind of been all over the map. Yeah. they're
0: (sighs) Man, like, how are there so many poorly run teams in the NBA? How is that possible
1: still? Um, well, uh, so, I mean, the better things get right, the more marginalized things get in the sense that, you know, if everybody's getting better and better and better over time, you know, there's a smaller gap between the best and the worst. So, um, I guess my point is you can look really bad now by not making that many bad decisions. And so the teams that make a lot of bad decisions look really, really bad.
0: Yeah. They certainly, certainly do. Um, Speaking of bad teams making bad decisions at almost every turn, the Chicago Bulls, um, just an abysmal tire fire of garbage. Uh, Just legitimately probably this season is the low point in franchise history. Actually has a player – on the waiver wire list here uh, as being added, not being dropped, which is uh, what you would think. Everybody's dropping Jabari. Everybody's dropping Bobby Portis. No, uh, Wayne Seldon Jr. Actually uh, got off to a, a hot start here with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, a lot of people didn't even know he was on the team, uh, including probably the coach uh, who was probably just busy with his, uh, the leadership summit that he's having. Uh, with the leadership uh, crew, uh, whoever the hell they are, but shout out, hey, shout out to Wayne Selden for uh, getting some playing time on this this trash hole Bulls team, and he he finally got a start and he played 37 minutes, and he uh, you know he he it was 15 six and three with some three three point three three pointers um and this was a close game you know it was against cleveland though one of the few teams that the bulls could actually play against and not be absolutely uh blown out of the water as they were for basically i would say the entire month of january they had uh, only like two games that are not a blowout so what are your thoughts here on wayne selden at all or do you have any
1: if you remember last year right he got a a, now it's like five games and and so we can talk about the validity of the sample right it's very small but he had a five-game stretch with the grizzlies where he was starting and playing over 30 minutes a game last season and you know he didn't shoot the ball that great but we saw 12 points two three-pointers 3.6 rebounds three assists uh 0.6 deals 0.2 blocks so this isn't the first time we've seen wayne Seldon do some things that are fantasy relevant um He's still only 23 years old. I just don't think he's there yet. Um, if you need three-pointers, I, I mean, okay. If you need some points, okay. But, I mean, for his career, he's relatively a league-average three-point shooter. And he hasn't really shown the ability to be special as far as scoring the basketball. But um, he has shown some flashes, right? And I guess that's all we have to go on. A young player who's not really played that many games, and he's never really played that many minutes. But... Um, I guess there's some potential here. I'm sure there's a lot more guys on the wave where I'd like to add though. Hopefully.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you in standard leagues, even with Wayne Selden maybe playing starters minutes, let's just say from here on out, which is not gonna happen. You're not really gaining too much other than your standard statistics. Like you're gonna get some points, maybe you get, you know, a rebound here, assist there. And let's all remember that in thirty almost thirty-eight minutes. It's a, it took him 38 minutes against the Cleveland Cavaliers to go 15 six and three. So, uh, I, I'm not giving him, ad, him an ad. Maybe there's a lot more deeper leagues out there on Yahoo, and that's why uh, the ads are, are, are piling up here for Wayne Selden. But I am not. I'm not interested. Fair enough. All right. This is the main the main guy, the top guy, the guy that everybody's adding all over the board, all over the the country, all over the globe. This guy's getting added in almost every one of these leagues. Uh it's one of the biggest goofiest looking dudes I've ever seen in my life. Ivacha, Ivacha Zubac, Ivacha Zubac. <laughs> Tyler, how excited are you about the return of Ibaka <laughs> Zubach?
1: Um, no, nothing easy. Game seven, baby. You totally butchered it. You still totally butchered it. Yeah, I, there's no way I'm gonna say this guy's name right. Dude, okay. Can you say
0: these three words? I thought the accent would get get. I'd get away with it with the accent.
1: Eve, like it's we're on the eve of it, like okay, Christmas like
0: Eve. Eve, Eve.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: Ivitz. Ooh. Ooh? Yep. Ibitzu. Ibitzu. Mm-hmm.
1: Isn't
0: that a... I have a knife that's an Ibitzu. E- yep.
1: And then, zoo, bots.
0: Ibitzu, e- Zubotch? I
1: don't know where you added the, the, the C-H in there. It's bots.
0: Ibitzu, Zubotch.
1: Yeah, you got it.
0: What a fucking name, <laughs> this guy. Hey, sh- shout out to uh, uh, shout out to uh, Bosnia and her her oh, I can't even say her her. her I used to be able to say it. Bosnia and her Herzegovina. There it is. Man, my uh, I'm getting. I think I'm like uh, losing it here in my old age, Tyler.
1: You could just call him Big Z. I mean. That sounds
0: reasonable. I, I I reserve that for the the goose Ilagousk Goose. <laughs> He's the only big Z in my life, my friend. <laughs>
1: wait, wait, say his actual name.
0: Uh, Zidondres Ilagouskis. Dude, no, just I'm not even gonna go there. All right, we should probably move on before I butcher every um, uh, single. Uh, name in the Serbio Croatian peninsula, uh, well, which is one can, of my favorite, which is legitimately one of my favorite places in the world.
1: So can you, I, can I should you, get better at it. Can you say German names? What's that guy who plays for the Mavericks that's not Dirk?
0: Wesley Matthews.
1: No, he's the German guy. His first name's Maxi. Oh, Maxi Kleebler. Cleaver yeah. elves one of the Cleaver
0: elves is what he looks like maxi cleba Maxi Kleba. cleba <laughs> no nah, i can't say any of his fucking names all <laughs> right I, I grew up in central illinois and like the most exotic name that they had was like stan
1: <laughs> is this, did you grow up in south park <laughs> pretty
0: much a very flat south park
1: was one of them Cartman too or or Kyle
0: that would that's too complex of a name where they didn't have <laughs> those
1: Oh, okay um, so anyways, um, I am deathly afraid of this ad, but are you adding them? I mean if, uh, it's fine. We've seen this in the past where he's been okay, but like even if we're gonna look for the month of January. He's had two games where he's played eight minutes and four minutes. You. Eight. Yipes. And for the month in total, right, when everyone thinks he's been playing all these minutes, he's averaging 17.4 minutes a game.
0: That's not great.
1: And the stat line isn't really that exciting. I mean, he shoots – Good percentages from both the field and the free throw line. So that's a positive, especially if you're playing roto and and all that. But here's his January stat line 12.2 points, 6.5 rebounds, 0.8 blocks, 0.7 assists, and absolutely no three pointers.
0: Hmm. He is not a modern, he is not a modern big. He's not getting any of those three pointers.
1: So you're looking at points and blocks. Air points and rebounds and maybe like a block a game, which we talked about how valuable a block a game can be. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know. He's like often playing around 20 minutes in, in matchups where they have a, a big guy that he needs to guard. And in those time, he's getting you like 12 to 15 points and like eight rebounds and maybe a block.
0: Like so it, let, let me throw you know, a guy out here. Let me just throw... Somebody who is probably available in your league. I'm going to throw a couple guys out here. Like you, you, you you've listed out old Zubich's stat line. And as, as you mentioned, his blocks aren't out of control, which is what you want from a, your center. His rebounds are solid. His points are good. Um, this person in the last month has averaged 13 points, six rebounds. Two threes, just a little over assist a game, a half a block and a half a steal a game. Uh, granted, only shooting 42%, but 80 yeah, 80% from the line. Is that a better is that a better stat line than
1: Zubak? Are the minutes relatively consistent or are they are they riding a roller coaster too? They are consistent.
0: At around 27 minutes per game. Yeah, give me that.
1: Because, and and before I even say it, here's my word. Here's my biggest worry is we've seen him be out of the rotation plenty. And we just saw a stretch in December where he played like 30 minutes for three games in a row. Then he had two games where he played 20 minutes. And then he was completely out of the rotation for a game. Then he played 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 19 minutes, and four minutes. Over the next four games. Like we've seen this roller coaster all season for Zubak. Yeah,
0: it's quite frightening. And then even if he was playing 28, 29 minutes a game, you're getting some good points and
1: rebounds. Yeah, right. Like if you're telling me he's gonna get like starters minutes for a big man, which is right around 30 minutes a game for them for the average center, right? Like not, not many centers are playing more than 30 minutes a game. You're literally talking in 30 minutes like 16 points and like 10 rebounds with 1.2 blocks yeah that's it like like that's not it's not that great and there's no assists none there might be one a game there's no steals there's no three pointers so
0: the player that i just compared old zubak to was marcus morris
1: yeah, and I mean, I'd definitely rather have
0: Marcus yeah. Morris. I don't think that's a question. Here's another guy who's getting limited minutes. 11 points, 7.5 rebounds, um, <sighs> a half a steal a game, and 1.3 blocks per game over the last month. Consistent, hanging around, 20, 23 uh, minutes
1: a game. I'm buying that consistent minutes, man. I'm yeah. always buying those consistent minutes.
0: That guy's Derek favors. So there are definitely guys on your waiver wire who will produce what Zubac is giving you. Do not take these flashy 26 and 11 lines. And the fact that he's a Laker and the fact that he's not very uh, handsome uh, cloud your judgment when you're looking at your waiver wire. Uh, he is not the best. He is not the ne- next big thing.
1: He's just not. Well, and I think he's being used a lot as a matchups play. And that's what most people fail to see about this is, you know, he played 28 minutes against the Thunder and Steven Adams. You know what I mean? But then there are plenty of games, like, where Dallas played pretty small in that game. He played four minutes. Yeah. I mean, and they even had DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan played in that game. So you think that might have been like, okay, he might match up against Jordan some. No, they did not go with that. So he played 23 minutes against Andre Drummond, but he only played 14 minutes against Rudy Gobert. So I, I don't even know. I like I, you like to think, well, maybe it's matchups, but I can't even say that it's that. I don't really know what it is. Like, why? How, how do they decide who gets the best between Tyson Chandler, Javale McGee, and Zubac? I don't know.
0: It's kind of a crapshoot. And he might be hot for a while, and he might just completely disappear off the map. So, as Tyler was saying, I agree. Ride the hot hand uh, when it, the matchups make sense, but do not rely on this guy to, to save your week.
1: Uh, he might not. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if he play. If you if we look back in two weeks and he's back playing ten minutes a game, I'm not going to be at all surprised.
0: I am not either. I'm going to give it another shot, Tyler. Harsegovinia. Herzegovina. Oh,
1: That's, Michael. It's
0: not bad. It's not bad. Shout out to anyone listening in Harsegovinia. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, honestly, uh, that region, I want I want to visit that region again. I thought it was one of the most beautiful places in the entire world. Uh, so if you're out there hey tweet at us even if you don't want us to sh- come to your beautiful country or right. whatever country you listen to feel free to tweet at us you can find me at watch the boxes you can find Tyler at Tyler P Watts Tyler what do you what do you got to plug I don't
1: got anything to plug but I I want to know if you've ever seen this show it's called My oh. Name is Earl You ever see it
0: My Name is Earl yes I have seen it
1: You see the one where he teaches the English class I have not seen that one Okay, well, he he so they show us about a guy and he tries to make up for all the bad things he's done in his life by doing good things, right? And one of the things was like he made fun of foreigners' English, so he teaches like all these foreigners how to speak English. Um, they like have a class, like the local community center, and he, he teaches it. I think we should try to get you to teach that class because that would just be absolutely hilarious. I would just be
0: doing a disservice to the fine <laughs> people who are trying to learn English. Uh do not Maybe to- we should
1: get maybe better yet. Maybe we should get you to take that class.
0: Yeah, maybe I should enroll. <laughs> quite frankly. I wasn't uh I was not uh paying attention during the grammar parts of school, as everyone can tell here. Um Guys, we really appreciate you guys contributing to the podcast and leaving us feedback. If you like the show, if you like what you're listening to, rate, review us, wherever you're listening to That really helps out. Tell a friend, tell somebody in your league that this show exists. Get them to download. Get them to subscribe because even though you probably are getting a little bit of an advantage listening to the show, if you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes, you will get early access to shows like this and our buy low sell high shows and some shows here, uh, possibly during the trade, uh, I guess, period of the season. And you will get those. If you are a subscriber to patreon.com slash watching the boxes, shout out to all of our subscribers out there. You guys are awesome and you help support the show. We really appreciate that. Um, and we will catch you next time.